everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls, C-W-O-W-I.org. I really encourage you to visit our website and sign up for my weekly thoughts. My weekly thoughts are a, a weekly email that come out every Friday morning, uh, U.S. time, Saturday morning if you're on the other side of the dateline. And uh, it's in there, in the weekly thoughts and in the monthly newsletter that I share things like prophetic words, uh, our meetings, our next Zoom meetings, our conferences, where I'll be uh, around the country or around the world. And so it's all there in the headers and the templates of my weekly thoughts and my uh, e-newsletters. I really have, have just stopped sharing prophetic words uh I think unless the Lord really moves me on YouTube or Facebook or stuff like that, uh, I, there's just so much there that, you know, uh, I just don't want to be a part of it. And and frankly, part of today talking is, is what this is about. How did the prophets miss it so much about the election? Um, you know, people are asking me, I'm getting flooded with emails. You know, what are your thoughts on the election? What's going to happen? And how did they miss it so much? I have people even, you know, talking to me about how, you know, well, you know, we didn't pray enough. Uh, for the results that we wanted in the election. And that's what the prophets are saying. They didn't miss it. It's just that the people didn't pray enough. And there's so much garbage out there. So much, it's like, I want to be a voice of reason here in common sense. Can I just say they missed it? And there are examples in scripture I can give you uh, that are symptomatic, that are evidence of people who miss it, the so-called prophets who prophesied, you know, a Trump landslide or uh, whatever the case is. And and rather than saying, you know what, I just missed it, um, you know, they're blaming it on the, the biggest thing that I've heard is that people didn't pray enough. It's like there's nothing in Scripture on that. And I've talked a little bit last week about some of these things, about how, you know, in Scripture we see God changing his mind when people repented and everything. That's not this. This is this is the prophets missing it and then saying, well, it's because the people didn't pray enough. It's like, no, that's not what happened at all. But let me give you some chapter and verse. You see, in there are two chapters in Jeremiah that are concerning us today. Uh, Jeremiah 28 we have a prophet named Hananiah and another prophet named Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a true, accurate prophet from God. We have the book of Jeremiah that he wrote. The prophet Hananiah is also a prophet, but the prophet Hananiah got off into what we see in the modern so-called prophets who prophesied all the error that is out there about the election. We got, you know, people stirred up and everything. And that and Hananiah's life provides a great example for what has happened today. And it's a way of explanation. And understand my heart. I'm not trying to, to put down anybody. I'm trying to educate the body of Christ because there's so many people walking around, uh, you know, giving them a pass for missing it, not, not expecting them to say, hey, I just missed it. Um, you know, when I share a word, it's very different. When I share a word, it's because I have a visitation from the Lord and he tells me directly. And, you know, and I don't share much of it at all because it's so personal, so private. There's a, anyway, these verses in Jeremiah talk about them, about the, the prophets being so light and so nonchalant about, you know, about speaking in the name of the Lord. And, and it's just, it's just a, a sad, sad thing. But anyway, let's go to this. So, so what happened in Jeremiah 28 was that, um, Hananiah and, and Jeremiah are both before the king. And Jeremiah is using an illustration. Jeremiah is being told by the Lord to, to, to come into a yoke with Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. That is, that is cooperate with him. Nebuchadnezzar is more powerful and, and cooperate with him. And Hananiah, the prophet, takes the yoke off of Jeremiah's neck 
And he says, no, Jeremiah's all wrong. What the Lord is telling me is that, that we are to fight Nebuchadnezzar. We are, we are to stand strong and the Lord will fight with us and the nation will be at peace and we'll become a great and mighty nation again. And et cetera, et cetera. And, and Jeremiah in, in Jeremiah 20, he says, I wish that this were so. I, I pray this was so, but that's not what God is saying. And that's my voice here today explaining how they missed it. And the Lord explains, the event happened in Jeremiah 28, but the Lord explains it, explains the characteristics in Jeremiah 23. And I'm going to read through about eight verses, comment very quickly on them. Um, first off, they were just flat wrong and nobody's got the integrity to, to say they missed it. And that's a sad thing. Instead, they band together. And uh, anyway... Uh, verse 11, Jeremiah 23, 11, both prophet and priest are profane. God says the, the word profane means inclined to go in the wrong direction, to speak the wrong thing. In fact, the word profane has at its root, the word dirty, that both prophet and priest are dirty. Uh, so that gets you an idea right there. Uh, verse 13, they prophesied for Baal and caused my people to fall into error. Now, folks, here's the thing, and this isn't just true of, of the election of the, you know, and the so-called words of the prophets, um, but this is in general a, a, a prophetic word, a prophecy, some, somebody, something somebody speaks over you. Uh, they can speak it of a wrong spirit. They can have another spirit involved. They can have the flesh involved, and it causes error. It leads people to error. So if you are, you know, now confused and, and fearful or questioning or whatever, um, or, or going off in that direction, that particular stream, and, and ignoring the rest of the whole balance of the body of Christ, you know, it, it, don't give heed to those words. Those prophecies are not of the Lord, and they, they lead a person down a, a path that's not healthy, that's not right, that it's error. Uh, verse 16, Jeremiah 23, 16, they, they make you vain, for they speak a vision of their own heart, uh, not of the Lord. They make you vain. A prophecy... A personal prophecy, something like that, and like we've seen, they, they lead to vanity. Folks, a true prophet, a true apostle is not looking for the glory of men. A, you know, a, a true prophet, a true, true apostle realizes the weight of what they've been given, and they're not seeking an audience, you know, to, to increase their name and, and everything. It's just, it's a wrong spirit. It's, it's Jesus truly is meek and lowly of heart. And a person who receives that visitation, that word from the Lord, you know, it affects them. They know what the, what it is, and they're not looking to tell everybody. They want to tell who it pertains to in their circle. That's what we see with Agabus the prophet in Antioch, who prophesied of a famine that would happen in Judea. He, he didn't want to publish it all over the Roman Empire. It was just pertaining to that group of people. When he gave that personal word in Acts 21, 11 to the apostle Paul, uh, you know, the prophet told him, even the man who owns this belt will be arrested by the Jews, then turned over to the Romans. They didn't want to publish it to the whole world. Luke wrote down the book of Acts as a narration for generations after. But at that time, Paul didn't say, you know, hey, quick, get this word out, at, you know, all over the Roman Empire to every believer. It's like, and, and that's what people are doing today. It's like, oh, they think that being on a TV or, or preaching from a stadium or a large auditorium is something to be grasped. And, and it's like, no, that's, that's really not. The Lord is meek and, and humble. And, and that's, he's not trying to build up his own word, his own name or something. Anyway, they make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart, not of the Lord. Verse 17, who are susceptible? It says, those who shun me, those who shun me are the people who they, who listen to them. And shun means to turn aside. In other words, the Lord is trying to do something in your life, but it's much easier to listen to these prophetic words because it's it's an easy way out. It's it's something that is uh, appealing to the flesh. 
And the Lord says, those who shun me, who turn away from what I'm trying to do in their life. In other words, a person can be caught up in, in these prophetic words and, and they are ignoring that the Lord is dealing with them about forgiving their neighbor. And that's what it's talking about. It's like, you know, concentrate on what he's telling you today to do instead of getting caught up in the periphery out here and the distraction that are out, distractions that are out there. So those who shun me, those who ignore what I'm truly doing in their lives, it says this, they say to them, oh, you will have peace. You will be at peace. The nation will be at peace. Don't worry about it. And, and uh, anyway, it goes on. Verse 21. Uh, he says, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. Uh, the word ran there and, and sent their, uh, yet they ran, means to carry a message like a courier. I have not spoken to these prophets, yet they've carried their message like a courier to their neighbor. And it says, um, I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a stream of the faith where the prophet and the teacher are like the tail wagging the dog. You know, pretty soon that, you know, they have a, 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 they have an experience. Maybe they go to heaven or maybe they get a word. Maybe they have an experience. Well, soon the demand is, oh, I want to hear the word. I want to hear the word. And it appeals to the ego. What Jeremiah is talking about here appeals to their ego and they feel the demand to come up with more. So then they have to have yet another trip to heaven and yet they have to have another word. And, and pretty soon the tail is wagging the dog and they get off into error. And it's, it's interesting. It says, I didn't send them and yet they carried their message like a courier. I did not speak to them yet they prophesied. That combination of always feeling like, oh, this is what the Lord said and this is what he said like a, in a casual way. It's like the Lord's not like that. Um, oh, verse 26, Jeremiah 23 23 and verse 26, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. People will prophesy out of their own heart if they are in error. Maybe their personal life's not in order. Maybe they just are in for ego, trying to make a name, whatever. If that wrong spirit has entered in, they are speaking of the deceit of their own heart. It says in Jeremiah 23, 26. Also, it says in verse 27, they cause my people to forget my name when they prophesy their dreams, every man to his neighbor. In other words, they, 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 it says, basically they, oh, verse 30, it says the same thing. I am against these prophets. They steal a word, every man from his neighbor. One of the things that happens is somebody gets a word, a quote unquote prophet gets a word, and then another quote unquote prophet will get a similar word. They hear what the other is saying. And that's what he says in Jeremiah 23, 30. They steal one another's words to speak to their neighbor. So, and this, <laughs> this happened to me where I'll, I've shared, this one reason I, I only share among our group now, because I, I'll share a word and pretty soon a prophet, you know, who goes to heaven, or whatever, will say, oh, I saw this and so in heaven. It's like, really, I shared that 20 years ago and I happened to bring it up, you know, in a media situation. And the next thing you know, a few weeks later, they have a, the exact same situation experience. It's like, no, you're stealing words. And that is why you can get a group of half a dozen so-called prophets together online in a council. And they all explain away why they missed it. It's because one steals the word from another. Folks, wise up and realize, stay with the peace in your heart, but don't be led astray. If some, if they said they miss it, they miss it. It's not a matter. There are people who misunderstand things. I mean, I get emails all the time. You said thus and so, you know, they're it's like, you know, somebody say, well, you said uh, you saw like Chinese troops or something in the, in the capital. It's like, no, 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 I didn't say that. Somebody else said that. It wasn't me. And people get mixed up because they hear so many voices, so many words. Um, my point is, folks, don't fall prey. If somebody is truly a prophet, they're humble, they're meek and lowly in heart like our Lord. They realize what they're doing. And if they missed it, they're not going to say, well, it's because the body of Christ didn't pray enough. 
It's like, give me a break. That's nowhere in scripture. So I just want to say a word of common sense and the way it hits you originally. If they miss it, they miss it. And if somebody isn't on there and they're, if they're not able to say, hey, you miss, I, I misspoke or I could have said this differently or I just flat missed it when I said Trump would win by a landslide or whatever the case is, that wasn't me. Trust me, it wasn't me. Uh, the Lord's telling me things very much differently and to the point it made some of those around me angry because of what the Lord had told me, but it's all come to pass. Uh, so that's one reason I don't share things. I keep very quiet, but I want to instruct you today. So anyway, be in peace, find that peace in your spirit and just put the rest on a shelf from these guys who've missed it. If you don't see somebody saying, hey, I missed it, I apologize, then it's like run, don't walk to the nearest exit. All right, don't lose your common sense in the name of religiosity. All right, talk to you later. God bless.